Behold, RPGs and Baby Makes 3. RPGs and Baby Makes 3, Reimagined. Fix it in post. Can you? Should we wait? No, we're just gonna... So, you listeners out there probably have to do... Well, if you're a parent like us, and a parent gamer like us, I'm guessing you do about, what, three to, three to five loads of laundry per day? Oh, I was thinking like 40, because <laughs> it feels that way. It's Oh, you know what it is? It's the, you know, three to four loads of clothing and then the, you know, six loads of um, dishes. But also there's... There's a lot of like towels. So many and... towels in this household. If you have a kid who likes water, there's a lot of towels. You know, so speaking of water, our water bill was so high this time. It was slightly lower than uh, it was last And that's time. what I was about to say. <laughs> and yet it was lower than last month, which was lower than the month before that. So I was like, I saw the bill and I was like, oh man, this is a big, big bill again. Yeah. And then I saw like... But and, and we've actually cut back a little bit. But I mean, what are you gonna do? It's the it's Savannah in the summertime. It is gets outrageously hot. Yeah. And he's three and a half years old. He wants to play in the water. And the closest splash pad is <laughs> the beautiful city of Savannah decided they would close the splash pad for the month of June. It is now August second. Second, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, still closed. And that is what we called a cold open on is, Rob Hessler, and that is Gretchen Hilmer's. Is that cold? Because it gets my hackles up. I'm kind of warm. RPGs and Baby Makes warm 3. With rage. Reimagined. Rage Imagined? Rage Imagined. You're feeling a little ragey? Well, you know, I. It's an easy thing to take our kid over to the splash pad. I know. Why would you shut Why it down? Why would you shut it down during the summer? Redo <laughs> it any other time. And you know, the, the idea that, well, it'll just be for the month of June. I'm sorry. Have you lived in this city? Nothing takes that short of a time. There's uh-huh. always problems. We're recording this on like August 5th or, 5th or something like that. And there's just a big gaping hole there. There's some pipes, actually. There's pipes now. Okay, they put some pipes they put down. Pipes they cut in. a tree down before they did anything else over there so they took away one <laughs> big of the shady trees spots. which is hilarious oh my god yeah anyway should we do some rpg talk should we should we roll some i mean i could grumble about the city for a little bit longer but that's not why people tune in but we are going is to that talk what about do people tune in for do people even tune in i don't know let's roll for initiative <laughs> We have done some gaming recently. Yeah, yeah. Junior Graves, Survival Guide to the Apocalypse. It was good. Um, the newcomer, really, she was... Shannon, she, yeah. She was really good. So, she definitely added a certain flair. I think so, too. So, we... So um, grateful for Well Butrin after that gaming sesh. A <laughs> <laughs> lot just happened in that sentence, those couple of sentences you just said, but I'm going to say so 
first of all, like and subscribe. And you can also listen to the first session of Junior Brave Survival Guide to the Apocalypse, the wonderful Kids on Bikes rule set game by Gremlin Legions. You can, you can, uh, yeah, you can check out those episodes on the YouTube channel. And we also have a previous episode where there is the interview with Gremlin Legions. So good stuff there. Yeah. But we played stuff. that game and um, we recorded the second session as well, which I just have to edit. Is there a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game? RPG? Yeah. Okay. Because mm -hmm. I'm just looking at the souvenir cup since we attempted to take our son to see the movie. There is. It's teen. Well, there might be multiple Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles RPGs. I know of, I actually played the original one. It was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness. <laughs> and you could make your own mutant. You, know, you didn't just play a turtle. You could play all kinds of mutant animal creatures. Cool. And, uh, God, I remember loving that game. I love that game. But yeah, it, it, of course it got weird. It was done by Palladium, which, or, yeah, it's Palladium Games or whatever. The Rifts, Palladium craziness, uh, and the rule system is is out. It's just, just crazy. I'm, but, I'm guessing I wouldn't like it. I don't know if you would or not, but I'm going to guess that you probably wouldn't. The character cre I remember the character creation process being really fun because you're like getting to sort of in some ways randomize and create like you know your mutant animal which just sounds like a really fun thing to do but i remember like the actual gameplay was i don't know i guess people do like riffs and stuff but mm. this kind of crazy damage and lots of weird dice pool thingies i don't remember exactly the deal um but i remember it being difficult can you remind me one of the the things is rock steady and is there a character named bebop that's right oh my god my memory is there so we went we didn't make it that far into the movie if you're wondering no so we went to see the new teenage mutant Ninja turtles movie well we went to see the first 20 minutes of the <laughs> new change mutant Ninja turtle movie it might say pg but so we've been kind of eyeing it for a couple days look i've been looking at the listings and seeing oh is there seats and stuff because it's the first day it just opened and we we're going to go to the first show oh it was today yeah oh so we're going to go to the first showing on the first day and like okay well let's make sure that there are seats 11 5 a.m we're going to go I keep i've been looking at it and everything like that so we walk up to the counter we get our seats you know three seats gretchen lincoln and i and uh and we get three seats we get the kids popcorn they have like a special teenage mutant ninja turtle set that we get for them with a cup get some reese's peanut reese's pieces two large sodas and we refill our refillable bucket and it was seventy dollars <laughs> it's like 78 dollars. it was 70 and some change it was like literally just over 70 and then we go into the movie and you know shortly after we sit down previews begin and uh and and of course the previews last a long time yeah they For last a, toddler, a long time that was we should have just come in late and the like the first 10 minutes of the movie i would say don't even have the teenage mutant ninja turtles at all no so if you're so, excited to see teenage mutant ninja turtles well, and there ain't none yeah if your three and a half year old is there to see teenage mutant ninja turtles and you sit through 15 to 20 minutes of trailers 
and then you're expected to watch 10 minutes before Turtles arrive. Yeah. He was done before <laughs> Turtles even made an appearance. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, we it was a left the movie. Scary for him. It was a little dark. It's very gritty. Yeah. I, um, which I guess I appreciate that as an adult who used to like yeah. TMNT. Mm hmm. Um, like, I was excited. I was watching it and I thought it looked cool. Yeah. Well, it was funny. I think when I first saw the preview, I was like, you and I are going to go see that. And it was you and I thinking. We could still go see it. I'm down. I could. I don't, I don't, I, I eat too much popcorn, though. I'm good for a little bit. Oh, I don't need any popcorn. The popcorn was super salty. Anyway, we're talking RPGs anyway, yeah, here. Yeah, we RPGs, so yeah. Yeah, so there's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles RPG. But we played Junior Brave's Survival Guide to the Apocalypse. Oh, and yeah. There was, was it six, five, six players, I believe? Six players total. And um, fun adventure. Yeah. You know, it's funny because you don't roll a lot of dice in the game, but a lot happened. Yeah, yeah. Which was neat. And Shannon, who joined us, who Gretchen mentioned, it was the first time she played in like 10 years and, and even, or played any RPG in like 10 years. And even when she had played before, she it was part of like very short-lived D and D campaigns, and so she played and she was excellent. Yeah. <laughs> she was a great role player. She so was. and I really thought she fit in really well. And of course we had you know Taffy Laplanche who plays with us a lot, and Brian McGregor and Dom. It was a good Batabio time. Yeah. Came. Yeah. Is that it? I don't want to not mention anybody now that I've mentioned so many people. Pete. Pete Russo. Yeah. Are we giving last names? I don't know. I can edit this all in post. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think our last names are safe, but you know, call I think he put his last name. I don't know. Did he? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I'll either beep it out. I'll just beep it all out. This will be a great segment. Beep 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 beep. beep. So, Should we get to our main topic? Let's yeah. stop with this nonsense. Do you even remember what the main topic is? Let's see. Neighborhood game shops. You didn't even let me intro this. The uh... you asked me a question. <laughs> you can't ask me. I a asked question you. Do you expect... know? No, no, that's not the question I asked you. Do you I asked you. Do you know what the topic is? And you answered with the topic. The question was a yes or no question. You didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to our main to topic Damn. without any further ado. So, so, our yeah. topic of the week, or this episode, friendly local game store. And we're going to be playing this interview with Ben Flood, the owner of a new game shop in Savannah, Georgia, called Roll the Bones, um, which is opening August 19th, 2023, the day before my birthday. So he's obviously doing it for that reason. Yeah, of course. And we're going to play that interview, but I thought it would be kind of fun to just talk about local game shops because we've had so much fun with them yeah see i like to go to cities to go to trader joe's uh-huh and you like to go to cities to go to game stores yes <laughs> this is true in both cases this is very true and we've hit on some good ones firefly games in columbia south carolina for example i love that store and they were so nice to lincoln every time we were in there even when he was pitching a it's kind of a cool that's a cool spot in that they have like a, a storefront area in the front but oh my 
gosh, they have a huge gaming huge. space. And an arcade area. A really a great arcade. Oh, yeah. my God. And it's a darkened stuff. arcade, too. So, like, it is dedicated to... Yeah. And don't they have the TVs that project the boards? I don't remember that. Oh, gosh, I think they do. But anyway, it's a great little arcade. We bought some games from there and stuff. But like and you we said... we bought the... some magnetic toys. That's what I was going to say. got a squishable, like a unicorn... Very smart. They have like a selection of little of kids' toys. Yeah. You know, um, that's a really that's a great that's a great little spot. Yeah, um, I love that store. But you know, I don't even think a store has to be like a, a friendly local game shop. The key here is is friendly. I mean, I, I'm we have a spot here <laughs> in Savannah, Morningstar Games. Mm, yeah. And. Miss B. There's a there's a oh, woman the so owner nice. is this woman <clears throat> Belinda. Yeah. And but everybody calls her Miss B. I think we probably mentioned her on the podcast before. Maybe. But like every time we go in, I don't know if she recognizes us or not. But she's always everybody recognizes Lincoln. The kid, right? <laughs> and she's always so cool to him and stuff like that. And like they have this like selection of snacks and Lincoln likes the snacks and uh What? Our son likes snacks? <laughs> I know. Crazy. She ended up giving us like some building stuff um that we have here that actually we built stuff with like a, a week yeah, or two okay. ago no i mean just earlier this week actually. yeah earlier this yeah. week earlier this week and um and it's been fun you know it's it, it it's it's been fun to go there because it feels so welcoming um and i found you know it the, ended up finding a kind of a funny weird obscure rpg item the aberrant extreme wrestling supplements <laughs> in shrink still unopened so aberrant rpg by white wolf a superhero rpg that came and i think it was around 2000 they had like a little miniature supplement to do like wrestling matches <laughs> with your aberrant superheroes and i found that there so you can always kind of find that stuff at those little game shops they're just like weird little things dice also it's yeah, really it's always dice so. yeah and you can actually hold them in your hand and like look at them and stuff like that what was the place in dc oh yeah labyrinth labyrinth, labyrinth. Yeah. yeah so that was that's that a was, oh my god that one was so good so now that was an interesting i really liked the way that they divided that store up into very specific like role-playing and board game, but also younger board game and older board game. And, a ma and like a, a collectible card game section of it. Yeah. And each area was very definitively separate, but also they had like the counters, yeah. like where you could check out or like, and they had people there who were experts in whatever genre they were, you know, countering i guess you might say because he was that like magic the gathering nerd that was like talking all that stuff we, you ended up having like interacting a lot i don't like interacting with people no in fact no, no. if you could Definitely choose not. like you know the little hand hand baskets that say please do not talk to me i probably would choose no. it every time i only want to interact with people and pretend game worlds yeah but but <laughs> <laughs> but I was actually very open to talking to someone there. Mm -hmm. He was very approachable. I forget which game he... Oh, it was a great... It's a great game. So it's... I'll describe the game here as Gretchen thinks about it and figures it out while I'm describing the game. But basically, it's this game where there's a large, very detailed map of a town, I guess, or a city. And 
all over it are these little tiny drawn items. It's like think of it as like Where's Waldo, but a giant huge map of it, right? And you play cards in sequence and follow clues by and and like you find things and that leads you to answers <laughs> to get the next clue and it's generally like a murder it's murders it's all not murders. always not always not always murders what is it sometimes it's some they lose something or like where did so-and-so's guitar go or whatever yeah but it's really fun it's it's multiple multiplayer so like everybody can kind of stand around we I like when, in fact, every time we've Damn played it, it. I'm gonna have to go into the office to look. We've <laughs> the uh, we've rolled out the game. You just keep talking. I'm gonna go find. All right, out. so we've rolled out every time <laughs> we played. Every time we've played, we've rolled out the big map. It's a huge map. I mean, it's like for those of you who are older, like Gretchen and I, you might remember when you would get like a city. No! so old a city or state map and it would be like kind of one of those ones that's like all folded up into one, into a small thing that you unfurl into a giant map it's mirrored after that kind of thing so you end up folding out this huge map and what i love about that game too is you end up getting up and and i've never played it where we don't stand up and we're walking around it and you're moving around and there's a little magnifying glass that comes with it as well and it's kind of cool each of the card sets comes in these little um like mylar not mylar that's not the right word like parchment paper envelopes um the game looks really good it's mostly black and white for the most part but um it's uh it's a very good looking game that actually kind of aids with the um exploratory nature of the game and trying to it. find it so gretchen is back i, I filibustered here for who knows how long <laughs> micro macro micro. crime city micro macro alexa and timer now you have to filibuster oh i do yeah so micro macro it's great you know i think my only complaint is when you don't have the eyesight of your youth, it is a little hard to see, but thankfully they supply a magnifying glass. And um, I don't know, it's just fun. You really gotta get in there and poke around and and sometimes you'll skip ahead by accident or I don't know, it's just, I love the cooperative nature of it. Yeah, and also, it's like even when you're looking for one thing, you That might... was Rob sitting on the couch cushion, not him. <laughs> we're, we're real professional here um yeah and like even, only the best for our listeners even when you're don't forget to like and subscribe <laughs> don't forget to like and subscribe <laughs> even when you're doing the the search for like something specific it's also so fun to just see like the scene like looking around is cool because you're looking it's a really interesting and detailed environment that they've created with this game. I would love to talk to the artist who worked on the movie. Oh gosh, man, oh lord. You know That's what? probably Let's... a pretty popular game. I'm not sure we can get hook that up, but I don't know. I'm big time. think anyone's ever like, let's talk to the artist rather than the game creator. Could be the same person. I mean, the, it's so reliant on that map. We'll do more research and we'll get back to you listening audience. <laughs> Point is friendly local game stores are or not always friendly. Uh, we went to one of Bangor, Maine, called Game Citadel, which I thought was... I, they, were, they, they didn't really talk to us or anything, but I didn't care. It seemed like it was busy. People were playing games and It was also stuff. snowing outside it while was it was so happening. It was so 
cold up there. It was cold um, and it was slushy. It was February, it, y'all. Giving it angry reviews. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't it have like a two stars out of five on two Yelp of, or something? Two out of ten? Two out of ten. No. Yelp is five. What? Yelp oh. is five stars. Oh, no. I'm saying ten reviews. So two... Two stars oh, two out stars out of ten reviews. That's not a lot of reviews. No, it's small, but you know, a place like Bangor, Maine, like, dude, you're still, you have a game shop. <laughs> don't <laughs> be picky. Well, I don't know. You don't know. Some of the, it could be gatekeeping. Who knows what it is? Creeping up on, you know, like Stephen King's house, and you know, you're two stars. We got to read these reviews. We should read some of them on the air. That'd be pretty funny. Apparently, people just aren't friendly. I mean. You know, the problem is, is that most gamers are not very good at interacting with other humans in a lot of, a lot of the times. Yes. And that might be what the case is, um, you know, what the case is there, but. Also, we all have off days. Maybe mm-hmm. you just have a lot of off days. Yeah, maybe every <laughs> single time a reviewer was in there, you had an off day. Yeah. But, uh. People are more apt to complain. Point is, though, each of these places is so special. Like, it doesn't really feel, you don't get that from a like you know i mean sometimes you get a cheaper deal yeah 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 yes we have like and and i was surprised we had someone on reddit complaining about how there weren't the kind of game stores that they have in bigger cities and i was like wait a second okay we got morningstar we've got lion Lion games Games. Uh we've got you know roll the bones coming in we have um nerdheim Mm-hmm, like, that's right. I mean, I think for a small butt town without a Trader Joe's, we are just rolling <laughs> in game stores. I think we're doing pretty well as well. And I think Roll the Bones is going to be a really great addition to it. And uh, we, of course, encourage every listener out there to go check out your local, friendly local game stores. In fact, why don't we go ahead and play this interview with Ben Flood? owner of Roll the Bones, a sort of a, an edited interview that I did with him for an article that I wrote for the Savannah Morning News all about Roll of Bones, which I will, of course, link in the comment section here below. But anyway, again, Ben was really great, and uh, why don't we play this interview, and then we'll kind of come back on the other side of it and, and tie up the show. How does that sound, Gretch? Yeah, yeah. Here tie is, it up. Here is Ben Flood of Roll the Bones. Wrap it up. Where did you first get into gaming, RPGs, card games, all this stuff? Gaming as a whole kind of started with, you know, most everyone's gateways World of Warcraft. Okay. Um, I wasn't allowed to do much when I was a kid. It was kind of a sheltered uh-huh. household. So that was kind of my escape for a bit. And then because I li- in Pensacola, there's a place called uh, TBS Comics. And I had some friends in college that went there and the World of Warcraft card game was a thing. Okay. Okay. So there's the there's the leap to the tabletop style. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very by the same guys who made Magic. It's unluckily out of print now. It was a cool game then, but it evolved from there. It's like I found my place there at TBS. Uh-huh. Um, so I got into miniatures games in in War Machine, kind of a steam steampunk fantasy leaning game. Okay. Which, which is, and a war game, like a tabletop yeah. war gaming? Mm-hmm. Okay. So nice. got into all of that. The, the painting, the building of the figures, the terrain making, all uh-huh. of that kind of, and the lore of all of the games. That's It's just kind of, you end up finding these worlds to escape into, no matter what game it is, between board games, uh-huh. or minis games, or card games. Um, 
and on top of that, they're all just fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you come to Savannah for a specific reason? Um, short background. Uh, went to school at UF. Uh, had a job in Maryland for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then got a good job at Gulfstream down here. So I'm okay. an engineer. Yeah. Okay. So we've been here for almost a decade now, and then the desk job gets kind of stale and boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just sitting there like, I want to. You see the community aching for something, and you're just like, okay, I can. I think I can help this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, let's. It's built the funds let's see what we can do let's see where's the tipping point for me to be able to like okay let's go it's hard and not having that that income for sure um but i'm one i'm married and my wife's she's very supportive um their entire family my family's being supportive um we're definitely diving into this head first and sort of looking but not really <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. With, the, with the eyes like half closed, <laughs> the, the fingers covering. Well, sometimes if you pay attention a little bit too much to the details, you might you, you never, stop you'll doing never it. Start, yeah. <laughs> so how did this all come together? Like, how did you tell me how the gears were going for you? Like in terms of like, you know, what, I'm going to open up a game shop. Like, how did that kind of all come together for you? Uh, like I said, it was more of a kind of a you see the community wanting something mm-hmm. um, that and there's a lot of there is a a saturation in the area of them of uh, gaming stores mm-hmm. uh, not too many in terms of like a hangout spot yeah um, so that's why I kind of wanted to bring to the table you specifically called it a gaming community center and I love that because I do sort of feel like it's one of the things I love about gaming is it kind of bridges like a lot of it breaks a lot of barriers. Like mm-hmm. my experience, I know that there's some like people who feel, di- feel differently and have had different experiences. Like if you look at like the online community and you read about it and stuff like that. But my experience has generally been that like kind of everybody's welcome at the gaming table. And yeah. that's one of the things I love about gaming is that mm-hmm. it sort of feels like when you're playing a game, whether it be a board game or a war game or a tabletop role playing game for the most part, like when you're in that world of the mm-hmm. game, like everybody's sort of equal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's like, always room for one more. Yeah, exactly. There's always room for one more. So I love that. So that was a very deliberate choice on your part to yeah. call it a gaming community center. It so was. like, what are you kind of hoping for? How are you sort of thinking that this space, Roll the Bones, will like realize that mm-hmm. concept of gaming community center? So there's a kind of breaking apart of the community that's kind of going on right now. Uh, everyone's getting into their game and becoming siloed, breaking apart, becoming their, their own niche. Uh-huh. Um, so what we're trying to do here is bring that back together, um, bringing the art aspects into things, uh, bringing the just the community focus that we want to do, uh, bringing these niches back together and coming back together again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because everyone loves stories. Everyone loves artworks. Even, like, for example, um, you may not be the biggest fan of uh, Warhammer or Magic, but if somebody has a good art piece, you can both talk about it. Right, yeah. That bridges those gaps again. So we want to do that and not necessarily have everyone be, okay, here's Magic Night, here's Warhammer Night. Okay, here's Event this night where everyone can come and do something mm-hmm. or have spring cleaning day where everyone's like, okay, now uh, I'm going to rent out a table space or do store credit things. We're still working that bit out where they can sell their stuff 
um, yeah. and meet everyone else that's selling their stuff. Um, same thing in the same way do an artist bazaar where they can come in and set up a table and do their thing there. I love that, man. Because we got the war, ha- the war room, I'm calling it, um, which is another big, big area that we can cut off for events. We got this giant space that we can use for events and still have enough room for people to sit down and play. So we want to have that community again where we're not to bring up the words again. It's just siloed and neat, niched, niched. <laughs> so maybe kind of tell me, you, you know, you mentioned about the um, doing like a vendor's market here with like artists doing like, you know, game sale mm-hmm. kind of events and stuff like that. But kind of, I mean, you're getting ready to open here fairly soon. Like, so, but like, what are you kind of planning? Like, like right out of the gate? Do you have any things in mind? Like right out of the gate? Uh, right out of the gate, <laughs> to be blunt, we just kind of want to be stable. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, as a typical uh, small business. Um, in terms of events, we're kind of thinking about uh, typical uh, board game days, getting intro to D&D stuff. Mm-hmm. Your kind of small, typical events. Like, here's a magic night, here's other things. Uh, this The safe style of events. And mm-hmm. then we'll try to, once we kind of have a more feel of how this store will operate, um, we'll start opening up the events one of the things that we're going to be eventually doing and we have labels for is um, RTB Academy. Okay. Um, we're well, be, be teaching things like D&D 101 or if board games are too much for you, you can have like Twilight Imperium. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like. That's, this, that's the staple <laughs> game that's always too complicated and I sit there and see it on a shelf and I'm seeing this lion staring at me like just mockingly. Because nobody wants to play it because it's too complicated. But well, the we'll time and investment that. is also quite Absolutely. large. <laughs> I've never played it just for that reason. Like, yeah. Because I want to, but it's like get the it's time daunting. to play. Yeah. Uh, it's the same reason like I did in college with Axis and Allies. We would sit and have the game on the, the pub table at the apartment. And every time somebody would not have time we just play between classes and then leave it on the table for two weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how that has to work. Same thing with there. We'll teach things. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll bring in people that want to teach like painting to minis painting or painting things. Mm-hmm. Like we're not accredited by any means at all, but people want to see their communities thrive. For sure. Yeah. So, We'll bring those people in as community leaders to help spread that warm, fuzzy feeling they have about their own community. Right. But out of the gate, pretty much, you know, kind of staples, staple stuff, easy stuff. Make sure we can stabilize. And once we have a feel of, because every store is going to be different, uh, how we operate as a store mm-hmm. and a, a community center will branch out once we feel comfortable with it. Well, yeah, and it's not just your vision, as you mentioned. Like, you're talking about a community. So, like, what does the community want? Absolutely. You don't know yet. We know. We can can help kind of, like, guide and Uh stuff. But we don't want to be the, we don't want to use an RPG term, railroad people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, here's what we're doing. You're going to be doing this. No, we want you to do what you want to do. Uh-huh. That's good. Um, let me let's talk about some of the specific features because those rooms are amazing. Like, and I actually sort of find that to be a little bit special about this this place because um 
you do have these private rooms for mm -hmm. gaming, um, and that really appeals to me, actually, just on a personal level, because I actually have a gaming room, I guess you might call, mm -hmm. um, that I can do that, but I, I, there's something very appealing to me about going out into the world oh, and yeah. playing games, you know what I mean? There's just something... Yeah, you, you're out, but you're not out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, 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 it appeals to that introvert in a lot of us. Yeah, <laughs> like, so I'm out, but also in a separate room yeah. <laughs> where nobody can see me, and just with my friends. Um, but let me ask you, so like, what's the process for something like that? So are you renting those rooms out? Is that how it's going to work? Like, We're there... still kind of wiggling around in there, but we're the initial point is probably around $20 for three hours, mm -hmm. which is, and it all reasonable. includes, yep, reasonable, depending on the amount you bring of people. It's like, if it's five people, you can split that pretty easily. I noticed too, like, you know, so you got a shelf here, you're starting to put some games up mm -hmm. here. Talk to me a little bit about like, what you're going to have in the store on offering in terms of both stuff for sale and then also like in terms of because it looks like you might have like a a, um, a lending are you doing like a lending yeah. game lending kind mm -hmm. of sort of like very a, a free to rent kind of thing yeah 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 so maybe you could just kind of give me full kitchen sink gotcha. of what you're going to have here your stereotypical stuff you know the board games magic pokemon all your typical tcgs ccgs um trading card games, collectible card games. Yeah. I really want to focus a little bit on RPGs a bit more because that's been also extremely popular lately. Mm -hmm. And um, with the rise of like Critical Role and Dimension 20, those shows have really popped off in the D&D realm. Um, but I also want to branch out into different... There's more than just d and I'm a big indie RPG mm -hmm. guy. I like I like the other, I like seeing how the other other games do their mechanics. Uh huh. It's um, always I love Power by the Apocalypse games. Like those are awesome. The Junior Brave Survival Guide to the Apocalypse is a kids on bikes system. Right? And you, you know, there's not even the, the the super indie ones. You'll have Pathfinder, which is just D and D three five. Uh, Cyberpunk has made a game or had a game, and they made a video game now, and it's been getting reprinted because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm assuming you're gonna have like dice and all the accoutrements. Oh, absolutely. We're actually getting another shipment in. Our, our foam brain dice shipment comes in today. That's cool, man. That must be exciting. It's... How are you feeling? Just like as a thing, because this is, you're opening a business, dude. This is like not a... It you're is... You're going from, like you mentioned, the cushy... The cushy, the cushy desk, desk job. job to... Engineer, yeah. very stable to dealing with a bunch of nerds. I got bags <laughs> under my eyes now. Let's say it that way. Because uh, nerds can be a fickle bunch. I mean, I don't know if you realize this. <laughs> uh, I mean, take Cyberpunk 7, 2077, for example. People are Nerds are picky. But like I said, I got bags under my eyes now. It's a, it's a stressful endeavor, man. But it's something that I'm passionate about. And being able to pour your passion into something um, that helps the community as well is something that I'm proud of it's something that i've been searching for is that that something to, f to have that pride about because you can go about life and just be doing your job and then you know doing your whatever you're passionate about as a side uh, just on your own doing your thing but having something to feel pride and be proud about is something i've been looking for in a long for a long time and this is it for me um the name i mean i I know where that comes from, but describe it to me. It's funny. Um, it kind of just cascaded into this. 
where my on, I, I'm an online gamer, as per we discussed earlier. I don't play World of Warcraft much anymore. Um, so my online screen name was Admiral Bones. Okay. Uh, because everyone in the online group that I had had like a um, a military title, uh-huh. and being the edgy teen that I was, I'm like Bones. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you say people should go? I mean, your Instagram has been great, but like, is that where you want people to go? The Facebook is kind of the the go to right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going through Square for a, a an actual website, where the the time I need to put into that is more than I have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> bad anime twitch don't worry and i'm sure as soon as you open you'll have a lot more time oh (laughs) i already live here i'm just gonna bring a sleeping bag when it opens that's what Um, that little office is for this is the end well that was our interview or my interview with ben flood as mentioned earlier in this podcast gretchen has not actually heard this interview no yet. but i'm gonna pretend like i did no you don't have to pretend he has you read so the much article enthusiasm though. for what he's doing i'm very excited to maybe see him at the soft opening tomorrow i'm excited about the murals that are in the private game rooms and i am excited that he is calling it a gaming community center i also really like the 101 classes that they're going to be doing the rtb 101 classes I actually did write about this in the article, so you might recall this, but these classes sort of the teach you how to the basics of lots of different things. Like he was he said like they're gonna do obviously like Dungeons and Dragons because people wanna do that. But he was talking about he was actually interacting, Ben was interacting with somebody on uh, social media and I saw that they were they were interested in learning how to play Warhammer and doing like a miniatures Wargaming kind oh, of one on one. Obscure games. That's what I want. That Warhammer's not obscure. I anymore. know exactly, and neither is D and D. You know, give me Scout's Guide to the Apocalypse. I, to- give I me- offered to him already give to do an indie Alice RPG is night. Missing. Give me. Oh, Alice is missing is not ten really ten candles. Ten candles. I mean, come on, like, you know. I'm sure that he would love if we did a independent RPG, indie RPG game night monthly there so we'll reach out to ben and we'll see about that but um let's finish off this episode here like we haven't really talked about our reading or anything like that what have you been up to what have you been reading what have you been god so i was you because you were furiously paced <laughs> to try to finish this book before your loan from the library ran out it was yeah a... i actually had to trick my kindle into letting me really oh so you just recently. didn't you turned off the, the not Wi-Fi? this last one but the one before that oh my gosh you've um, already read 42 books this year great job Gretch. so i've been really going through uh the throne of glass series right i think you been... were on that when last time we did an episode yeah so i'm i'm waiting for the last book um without some of the fan groups destroying, you know, ruining the ending for me. So I'm, I'm trying to get through that. And I also just read The Atlas Six by Olive Blake, um, which is about six sort of magicians being picked um, to join a society and what unravels from there. But you know what? I've been really tired lately, so it was really hard to get through. I feel you on that. I have been just doom scrolling 
for the most part a lot of the time in the evening. Yeah, me too. And then I, you know, when I do have any energy, I've, you know, been running games and stuff a lot. So I've been trying to like keep on top of like reading and keeping the rules and stuff. So I don't have to do real prep where I can just, you know, practice my system mastery stuff. So I don't have to actually like, you know, type anything on a computer or anything. And uh, and then so it's just barely reading. But I, I did finish R.A. Salvatore's Homeland, which is chronologically the first book in the Dritz Dorden okay. series. And I'm reading the second book now, Exile. They're not actually the first two books that came out. There was a trilogy. It's like, I forget what it's called, but like there's like, there's some something about some gem. I forget. I haven't read it, actually. I've never read the original <laughs> trilogy came out and then a second trilogy came out but it was about Dritz and how he got to that initial meeting point that's our cat by the way which you can hear scratching in the background yep. Yep. so um our so cat. I'd read those books these the books I'm reading right now I'd read them when I was a kid and I just kind of wanted to revisit them oh man and, I've, only, uh, I've only ever reread one series even your old like I I reread Wheel of time series and that is a Big oh. chonker to read. Well, you know, you've done your <laughs> you've done your time rereading then. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I couldn't really remember what was going on. You know, it's really um that that's funny. I generally have this belief that you know, I don't want to reread stuff because there is so much I wanna read that to reread something is essentially to eliminate something from my lifetime reading list because I won't be able to read something else somewhere else, you know, down the line. You know, sometimes I read a book and I'm like, man, did I really just waste my oh, time man. on that? I know what you mean. There's sometimes where they're really long and you're like, wow, that wasn't what I was hoping it would be. I had that experience recently. What was that book that I read? Um, the N.K. Jameson the fifth season. Okay. Sep's fifth season or something like that. Um, the second book in the trilogy was, I was so just, it was so, it it was basically a 200 page montage scene. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Dang. Um, but anyway, I, I it, it's been harder. I've been definitely feeling like I've just been kind of doom scrolling, but I've been also trying to go through the entire Temple of Elemental Evil module and reading through that. But I've been um, watching a lot of reels. That's a holy guacamole out there. I've still oh, holy guacamole is awesome. So fun. <laughs> I have <laughs> um, I have also continued to read the Angry GM series about becoming oh, yeah. a true game master, which is incredible. I think this guy's brilliant. Um, as in terms of game mastery and I am I mean the series is super super long like each article is itself very long it's going on through the whole year and every one of them is so good I I can't believe how good it is it's like you're reading a book that is like the Bible of how to run a really good <laughs> RPG game that's the way I feel it's that it's that good yeah. it is that good and I turned a couple of other people onto it. Um, our good buddy Chris, you know, Lord yeah. Cass, my uh, good friend from across the pond, 
in England who plays in the Temple of Elemental Evil game, he's gotten turned on to it. He's been reading it. Um, similar review as, as I. And uh, Kristen, who we've gamed with before. Oh, yeah. Uh, Canadian guy. He works on oil rigs, by the way, out in the ocean. I feel like I knew that. Yeah. Um, so he six goes away on, at Six months on, six months off. Yeah. Right? Man, and, that is, and, it's good money, but it is hard. And from what I understand, too, Plus you that... you watch out for sea monsters. <laughs> I also think, and this might be wrong, and I'm sorry, Kristen, if you're out there listening and I got this wrong, feel free to correct me, but I believe also that he lives in Canada... But the rigs he often works in on are off of the coast of South America. So not only does, when he go away on these rigs, he is going far away. Going from cold to hot, huh? Yeah, so he goes away, like, from what I understand, I think it's, like, off of, like, Argentina and stuff like that. Wow. Like, off the coast of Argentina and stuff. And so he is pretty distant um which is crazy but uh you know Kristen's an interesting guy because he is um in terms of role playing i mean he is really really into it seems like osr games right now like old school games but he was also one of those people who we played with you know when we played with him or whenever i played with him it's been like the most obscure indie yeah, games you can possibly imagine. Stuff. I can't you know? remember any right now, but yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. And and I sort of feel like I'm in that same kind of category. I like the old school games, but I also love the indie games. And you know what category I'm in. Yeah, indie alone. And we're going to talk about immersion on a future podcast really soon. Yeah. And we can talk about rules, too. I think we should. Rules. I think we need to discuss them, Gretch. I think you need to come. Why you need a, There's a reckoning. Between you and rules. rules. I'm pretty good with rules. (laughs) No, no. We need to talk about your disdain for lots of rules in games. You You want rules light, right? Well, I mean, if I don't have to remember a rules-heavy game. You don't want to have to pick up a 300-page rule book to play your game. No. You don't want that. Ain't nobody got time for that. I'm going to convince you that it could be good. On our immersion episode coming <laughs> soon. <laughs> if you can see, this is we should do video because the look, the skeptical look on Gretchen's face. And I got to admit, I'm feeling a little. I'm, my, my confidence is just. Have, Did your confidence just bottom that out? Was, that was just a bolt of lightning <laughs> to my confidence of convincing you. But I do believe that I could potentially convince you. But we'll do that on a future episode. Anything else you want to talk about, Gretch? This has been a good one. No, I don't think so. Big time thanks to Ben Flood of Rolled Bones. Again, uh, check that out. You know, he's he's on Instagram. It's like RTB Game Shop on Instagram. And Facebook. Rolled Bones. Roll the Bones, yeah. He's Roll the Bones on Facebook. Um it seems weird, but Savannah's still a little behind the times in some ways on social media. And I think Facebook gets a lot more play locally yeah. than it would in some other cities. Yeah, there's some other technological sites and apps and stuff that we are just, we don't... What, the TikTok? Is that what you're talking the, about? I don't know the TikTok. So somebody promised me to teach me how to do TikTok. They're going to teach me. Okay. Uh-huh. 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 You yeah. watch out. Soon it's going to be... <laughs> 
RPGs and Baby Makes 3, the TikTok. Oh, God. <laughs> is that how you say it? The TikTok? I don't know. Did no. they call it the TikTok or is I mean, it just you called used TikTok? I used to think YouTube was spelled U T U B. I did. Good and outing me there. <laughs> and the first time I ever went, I, like, I went and type it in, on the, in the browser. <laughs> oh, man. I'm such an old person. It is so funny. We've talked about before how any technology I touch breaks. I am actually getting a little better, though. Not even touching it. You can just be like, can you print this? And the printer's like, ah, is this for Rob? Yeah, F you. No. We're going to need a new printer. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. Um, I I actually am am kind of, you know, it's funny. I'm feeling a little bit like I I like to zag when people zig. And I think there's kind of this anti-technology movement a little bit right now which kind of makes me more interested in technology you know like i don't know i'm always contrarian like that but people you know everybody's like has very legitimate concerns about like ai and all this stuff and so i'm kind of like hmm maybe i should start using this technology start using it. so it's whereas normally i was kind of i'm very old school and i'm you know literally been listening to cassettes today i also kind of like technology now I think it's interesting. So. Oh, yeah. It has the potential to be really powerfully good for us if we can just manage to really do it. also really powerfully awful for of us. Of course. For sure. For sure. But I'm going to try to remain That's optimistic. That's why I always thank Alexa and our new robot overlords. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Alexa. This episode is dedicated to you. You think right now if people are listening to this, it's cat asking, like saying stuff? Like if we say, Alexa, play the Dungeons and Dragons soundtrack, that people at home will have their. No, no, you should be saying, Alexa, like and subscribe RPGs and Baby Makes 3 for me. (laughs) If that worked, that's amazing. All right, well, let's get out of here. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in, for everybody out there for tuning in and listening to our inane chatter for an extended period of time once more. And I just, uh, I hope you all have had a good summer. If you have kids, they're probably back at school. Enjoy this one week where you're not sick before they bring home (laughs) something where they're at school and everybody is healthy because it's amazing. Um, yeah, but it's coming. Right it's and we're going to listen to the D&D soundtrack that now, Alexa is yep, now yep, playing. Yep, yep, yep. Um, we'll talk to you all soon. Yeah, sometime. Immersion. Gretchen will be convinced. Take care, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>